Okay. Hello. Welcome to the Dear Mama podcast. I'm here today and I'm so excited to have this guest on, Michelle. She is amazing. We've been chatting before we came on here and I am so excited to like deep dive into some topics that we have chatted about. Um, So I'm going to let Michelle introduce herself and tell you what she does and who she helps. And I'm so excited to just get to chat with you today. So thank you for coming on. Thank you so much for having me, Erin. Hi, everyone. My name is Michelle Perda. I am a marriage coach, and I help parents get back to that place where they can feel like a couple again, right? Like so often, once we have kids, responsibilities take over the romance, right? And we start feeling like we don't have the time, we don't have the energy, we don't have the motivation to mm-hmm. properly cultivate our connection. And of course, when we're tired and cranky and feeling overwhelmed, communication starts to fall. More mm-hmm. arguments start to happen. You start looking at each other, feeling more resentful. And mm-hmm. so I'm here to teach you how to navigate all of that because all of that is just a sign that you didn't grow up learning how mm-hmm. to cultivate that connection, how to prioritize your marriage, how to navigate all these differences and stressful times that come up as a result of being parents. And I want to teach that to you. Okay. Like, I feel like this should have been taught, especially effective communication. Yes. Self-awareness, emotional awareness. Mm -hmm. I wish all of that was taught to us in school, but it wasn't. And so because of my own personal journey of my struggles with relationships, because like I sucked at relationships. (laughs) I didn't know this at the time, but looking back, I can like confidently say I sucked at relationships. Mm -hmm. I was the kind who would end up getting angry and blaming and being passive aggressive. And my Mm -hmm. arguments would like spiral and we would talk in circles for hours and get to no resolution. And it really took me several relationships to realize oh, I'm the problem. I'm the one that's doing all the toxic stuff. I need to grow up. And that was a really hard realization to have. Like, let me tell you, okay? Like, I did not like that at all. It was tough. But once I realized that I was contributing to my experience in relationships, that's what really turned things around for me. And now I have this beautiful relationship with my husband where we have open communication. We have emotional intimacy. We've got great physical intimacy and we feel connected as a couple, even while raising three kids. Okay. Like I've got a teenager, I've got a seven-year-old, I've got a three-year-old. And even in the busyness of parenthood, we still feel like a couple. Mm -hmm. So I want to help people know that Once you become parents, it doesn't mean you have to put your marriage on the back burner. It doesn't have to mean that you have to feel burned out to prioritize your marriage, but you can have it all. Marriage doesn't have to feel hard. Marriage just has hard moments. And when you have the tools to navigate that, which I teach and support my clients with, then you get to realize, oh, we can do this. We can grow closer over time. And this experience of parenthood can actually be a springboard to us getting stronger as a couple so that when you get old, you're like still right. feeling like a couple and not being like, okay, the kids are gone. How do we talk? How Who do are you? Are you like you feel like a stranger? Yes. Yeah. 
that's why I'm, I feel like personally that everybody should have a marriage coach and you should have them on speed dial. (laughs) (laughs) I think, I don't know. I can't speak for anybody else but myself, but just from having the first kid and being married and having the the first one was just like, whoa. And Mm -hmm. I, it, I, and many couples I'm sure go through this yes. as having that first kid just throws you for a loop because you're trying to figure out what you're doing. And then, like you said, it's just, you're tired. You don't feel motivated to have that open communication and then kind of just goes from there. And then once you have more kids, it's just, if you've never I'm actually done that, yes. And yeah. so I'm curious when you have couples come to you, what are the three things that you see the most that are the most common that they yeah. are struggling with? Communication is definitely a top one. Okay. Like there are so many people out there who did not grow up learning effective communication. Okay. I, myself included, like you heard in my story, right? Like that's, those are horrible things to do when you're trying to have open communication, but I didn't know that. Right. Like right. we do what we see. Just like how our kids are sponges, we soaked up how our parents or how our primary caretakers communicated. And so that's what becomes normal for us. So if you saw your parents arguing all the time, or if you saw one of your parents do the silent treatment, roll their eyes, be passive aggressive, Mm -hmm. explode and get mad at people without ever really communicating what you needed that's what you're going to do. And that's exactly what I did. And so a lot of the people that I support, so I work one-on-one with moms and I do couples coaching, but the clients that come to me, they're like, we're struggling to communicate. Mm-hmm. Even just simple things where I'm just trying to tell them what I need. It turns into this massive fight and we just don't get each other. And it, it just rolls over into our daily lives because you know, like you don't have all day to sort it out sometimes. Sometimes it's like late at night and you got to go to sleep or sometimes the kids are around you and you're not going to like break out into a full fight in front of them. Right. So that starts to create more resentment because they don't know how to resolve the situation. And so what ends up happening is they just sweep it under the rug because it's like, we got other things to do. We have responsibilities to get to. And so that's one, right? Not being able to understand how to communicate with each other Mm -hmm. and just feeling that disconnect because of that, right? Like when we don't have strong communication, the connection starts to fade away, right? Because it's easier to just keep things surface level, to talk about the kids, to talk about the house, to talk about the job, but anything beyond that to build that real deep intimacy becomes non-existent because you can't even get to that basic level of working together as partners to resolve issues about, you know, um, how to split up responsibilities in the home, what, how you each want to live your life. Like anything like that could be something really tough to navigate if you don't know how to approach it and be able to bring the conversation back down anytime you notice it starting to like spiral out of control. Right. Okay. And then what happens when we're parents is we start to laser focus. As soon as the kids are born, we laser focus on, okay, how, like, what do the kids need? Mm-hmm. What do I need to do for them? When do they need to nap? Um, things like that, right? And, and we think, okay, well, when the kids are older, mm-hmm. then we'll have more time to 
do things together. But right. in the meantime, it's like this unspoken agreement where you're just going to put the marriage on the back burner for a little mm-hmm. bit. You're just like, you know what? We're just trying to survive. Let's just like continue working together to get things moving along. Mm-hmm. And one day when they're more independent or one day when they're in school or when they're moved out, like whatever your one day is, right. that's when we'll start dating again. That is probably the biggest mistake that I see couples doing. Mm-hmm. And I've done this myself. Okay. So I'm not like talking from this like high place. Like I have done right. this myself. I think everybody has really done that in a way, you know, once you have kids. Yes. And it's so easy to, right? Because what's that phrase? A squeaky wheel gets the grease. Well, the kids are really good at being squeaky. (laughs) And your co-parent is going to be really understanding about it because they're also living in it. They're like, yeah, this is a crazy time in our lives, right? There's like a statistic out there that says that the most, most stressful period of people's lives is around this like you know, late twenties, thirties era, because that's when you're having kids, right? right? You are forced to truly prioritize your time because you don't have time to just mess around anymore. Right. Right. You thought you were busy before and now you realize you're really busy, which is something Aaron and I were joking about earlier. (laughs) I'm like, we thought we were really busy, but we really weren't because your time is not your own anymore before it was time. And now it's not. So it's like, that laser focus, like you said, with just the kids and your marriage gets put on the back burner. I mean, that's a hundred percent true. I just. Yeah. Yeah. And so couples are then like, okay, well, when they get to bed, that's when we'll hang out. Mm -hmm. But what happens? You get tired and you're like, you know what? Let's just do a rain check. Mm -hmm. Um, I just want to go in bed and like stare at my phone. I just want to yeah. veg, right? And that's valid. I totally get it. I There are days where I'm like, that's what I want to do. I don't really want to hang out. Like, no offense. I love you. But like, I just want to be by myself right now. Like, yeah. I don't want anybody to talk to me. I don't want anybody to touch me. I don't want anyone to ask anything of me. That's yeah. where I'm at right now, right? But if that is your normal and that's something that's happening all of the time, That is a huge sign that your marriage is going to go downhill from there. And I don't mean like when you're hiking and going downhill, it's like, oh, relief, right? I'm saying instead of growing on an upward trajectory, you are going down now because connection is what brings your marriage together. That's the glue. That's what helps conflict go easier. That's what helps you to have a lighter, more harmonious vibe in the home. Mm-hmm. And when you start deprioritizing, whether it's on purpose or not, but when you start de- deprioritizing your connection, that's when things fall apart. Mm-hmm. That's when you start noticing, gosh, how come he never puts his plate away? When other days, when you're feeling connected, you're like, oh, he must have been busy. Let me just put right. this in a little more. Him. Yeah, you're more forgiving. You're more like, you're more generous with your perception of what happened is what's really going on. Right. Mm -hmm. And so then you're like, okay, well, let's, let's, let's watch Netflix. Oh my gosh. Like this is the most common thing I hear when people are like, oh yeah, well we watch Netflix at night. (laughs) But you're not really talking. Yeah. So like, is that the only thing you're doing? Like, 
it's cool if you watch Netflix with your spouse. I watch it too. Like we just finished watching the latest like version of Squid Game. And that was so fun to watch that with him. But like if that's the only way you're connecting, you are missing so much opportunity because doing that while it is better than not hanging out, it's not doing anything to grow your relationship because you're not talking. You're just staring at a screen. Thankfully, it's the same show or movie. (laughs) But what happens after that? Okay, let's go to bed. Mm. Cool, right? But you're not adding any depth to your relationship. It's not helping you get to know each other better. It's not helping you experience something together, like learning something new, unless you're like watching a documentary or something. But like you're not doing anything adventurous together. You're not bringing in qualities that bring your relationship closer like Mm -hmm. versus like you know back when you were dating you're like oh let's go let's go try this new restaurant let's go zip lining let's go on this vacation let's go whatever right it's an experience right and when you're just like plopping on the couch what do you want to watch and (laughs) an hour later okay let's go to bed I'm tired like that's not doing anything for you if that's the only way you're hanging out Okay. Mm -hmm. So that's number two. The third thing that I see a lot, and this is just for my ladies. Okay. Mm -hmm. You are doing way too much. Yes. You're doing way too much. So many moms out there are tying their identity to how much they do. Why? Mm -hmm. Thanks, mom. Thanks, grandma. Like Mm -hmm. all of that all of what you saw growing up is now what you are emulating because that's what you saw, right? But the way they did things is so different because life was different back then. Like life was really different. Also, the level of intimacy that they experienced with their spouses, I'm guessing, was very shallow. Mm -hmm. And now we're in this like stage of life or not even stage of life, but time of life in general, not just ours, but like this whole Mm -hmm. timeline, this year, this century, whatever, there is more that we want out of relationships. We are no longer getting married on paper for survival. It's not like, oh, are you kind? Are you a good provider? Excellent. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) More criteria now. We're Mm -hmm. like, hey, can you be a partner? Like Mm -hmm. an equal partner. Hey, can we grow together? Do we have a lot in common? Can you help me grow as a person and respect what I want, right? There's so much more to marriage. Mm -hmm. And so if you don't want the marriage that your predecessors have had, then we need to do things differently. We cannot continue to be the martyr like Mm -hmm. they were do everything for everyone, put yourself last, ignore what your body is telling you when it's exhausted, Mm -hmm. when, when you're getting really irritated easily on a regular basis, that is a sign that you are burned out, that the way you're living is not aligned. Okay. Mm -hmm. That means that you are putting other people ahead of you and you are not drawing boundaries for yourself. And this affects marriage so, so much because that's what's leading you to 
feel so angry all the time, mm-hmm. to look at him with like a side eye all the time, right? Like whatever your your go-to like chewing. I have so many friends that would be like, oh my gosh, and myself, I'm sure on days yeah. where I was like exhausted and it was like even his chewing is bothering me. Yes. Like even his breathe, he's just breathing and he's bothering me. And I never understood that because I didn't have kids when some of my friends were getting married and having kids. And I was like, that's so mean. Like, why don't you? And then <laughs> now you know kids. And I was like, oh, I get it now. Like, yeah. I don't but it's true. So communication is huge. And if mm-hmm. you're someone that's like really trying hard to communicate and you're feeling like, cause I know a lot of moms are going to say, you know, I try to tell them my partner, my spouse, like, this is what I need. And they're just not hearing me or, you know, they say they will do it and they won't do it. Um, we can't control the other person, obviously, but you can control you. Yes. So if you have someone that's like my partner, my spouse is really not helping me and I'm communicating to them, like, I need you to do the dishes. I need you to do the laundry or, you know, I don't want to keep asking you. I would like you to just do it how and they're not doing that and then you know the resentment builds up and how would you give them suggestions of what they can do to communicate better or to kind of make the what's the word that just the responsibility is more equal if they feel like they're not being heard so there's a lot of things going on here um so it could be a number of reasons because i don't know each of yours um each of your unique situations okay Mm -hmm. because it could be your approach you could be thinking you're telling them what to do but you could cut off as complaining and that that's not the same okay like (laughs) i've been trying to teach my seven-year-old and three-year-old how to speak from their uh, powerful voice Mm -hmm. instead of um, you know, like whining is like not yes. powerful, nagging is not powerful, complaining, all that. Like, right. so same thing. You mm-hmm. have to be really clear on what you're saying and expressing what you want, not what you don't like, what you wish. Like any passive aggressiveness is not effective because your partner's immediately going to just be like, tune out. Yep. Don't want to listen to that. Here she goes again. It's not helpful and right. for effective communication to happen like your partner actually has to hear you mm-hmm. <laughs> even if you're you're like sharing words mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if the message isn't getting across you're not right. communicating like that's what it is right i used to think that talking was communicating it's not it's more mm-hmm. than that okay so there's one it could be your approach mm-hmm. the second thing is they may not understand the impact that it's having on you. It's so important to express how it all ties into how you feel. Okay. So much of how we feel loved once we become moms is Mm -hmm. that level of partnership. Yeah. Having that support, not feeling like you have to do it all. Okay. Mm -hmm. Which leads into the third one, which is when he doesn't do it, what do you do? Do you go and like, slam the cabinet doors, be all passive aggressive, and then do the thing? Like, do you then fill in for them? Mm -hmm. Because if you're doing that, you're just enabling the behavior and you're Mm -hmm. teaching them that everything has to be on your time, your way. And for them, what are they going to do? They're going to rebel. They're going to be like, well, if you have to have it done when you need it done, 
and how you want it done. And you're going to come correct me and criticize me mm-hmm. anyway. You can just do it yourself. I'm going to go do something else. I am so guilty of that. Like my husband has said to me, I've tried really hard to like, you said, let it just, they do it on their own time, but he'll be like, um, you know, if you don't want me to do it this way, then why do you ask me to do it? And I'm like, sorry. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Like, I'll, like do you do your thing, do whatever, because yes. I think it's hard too to give up that control if they're not totally. doing when you ask or when like you have a certain way of doing it. And after three kids, I was like, okay, yeah, you know, whatever, like some things doesn't matter. And if you're having trouble again, it's communicating. Maybe it's not something that's super important. So they can tell you like, it's not a big deal if they do it differently. If it's like a life and death thing, you have to do it a certain way. Then yes. But no, I'm guilty of that for sure. Like I remember when my third was born and I was so tired and I just wanted the kitchen cleaned. And I remember it being like, can you just do the dishes, like load the dishwasher? And then he didn't do it right when I asked him. <laughs> I just remember being like, I'll just do it myself. And I yep. like got up and I just started doing it. And of course you're loud or like slamming the stuff. And then like, I just was like, okay, that probably wasn't the right approach to do that. <laughs> After I did it, I'm like, and he's like, I would have done it. I just wasn't going to do it right now. And nice. I was like, well, I want it done now. And I'm like, why do I want it done now? Because it's bothering me that there's dishes in the sink. Yeah. And and you have every right to be like, I want it done now, but how often have you been working on something? And then someone's like, I need this done now. Like, let, I mean, let's be honest. It's mostly your kids are doing that. How annoyed are you? You're like, I just sat down. I want to enjoy my tea. I want to finish my meal. You're going to have to wait. Mm-hmm. But women have been trained right. to be accommodating, to think of other people and what they want and need and feel mm-hmm. more than how we feel and what we need. And so anytime we ask someone to do something, which a can be difficult in itself, like that's yeah. all yeah. Right, uh, like a challenge. Right. And then we are not aware of the buildup right? Acknowledging, oh, this is something that I've actually been needing for a while, but this is just the first time I'm communicating it. On the other side, your partner's probably staring at you like, what <laughs> the hell is happening? Why are you getting so upset? Why are you so bratty right now? Like, I don't get it. I was just over here hanging out and all of a sudden I'm all in trouble. I didn't do anything. <laughs> and she's like acting like a crazy woman and they don't yeah. understand your rage cleaning around them (laughs) exactly so that needs to be something that you need to be more aware of it could be that you're burned out and finally like the volcano has erupted and all hell is breaking loose and you can't take it anymore but you know what's happening on the outside is that they don't see that they don't know what's going on with you because you're not being open about it. You are just taking it in, taking it in, taking it in because that's what good women do. But that's yes. Like we don't need to do that. We can communicate when we're feeling overwhelmed. We can communicate when we're needing more support because Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, that's going to tie back to how receptive you are to connect with them, whether that's physically or just in general, like hanging out, joking around. We have become so serious Mm -hmm. after becoming moms because we're neglecting our needs. And 
a huge thing I see in my clients in my, in the moms, especially is they're not aware of their needs. I have to like literally point out, um, how do you feel like on a daily basis? Like, do you feel light, content, grateful about life? Or are you like another day? (laughs) And that is a great question though. I feel like most moms would say if you're in the weeds, like in the thick of it, you're going to say, it's like, okay, I'm just making it through another day. And that is huge. And like, I have been there. I mean, some days I still feel like that because you're just like, you know, you've, uh, we've all been there, but yeah, we're not robots, but I feel like that's something that doesn't get asked to moms. How do you feel on a daily basis? And then why do you feel that way? Like what is going on? So that's amazing. Taking the time to ask yourself that and check in and notice your red flags. Like, Taking the time to get to know yourself is a huge thing because the best thing you can do to work on your marriage is to actually work on yourself. Right. Like that is my biggest tip for you. And I know that sounds counterintuitive because our natural inclination is like, well, if marriage isn't going right, my husband needs to change. They need to communicate better. They need to just help me out more. They, 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 they. It's like a lot of finger pointing, right? Mm -hmm. But how did things get this way? You enabled it somehow. You contributed to this experience somehow, just like how I did growing up, right? Like in my relationships, I was not telling them what I needed. And when I would get upset, I would just like be in a fit of rage and they'd be like, what is wrong? (laughs) And I wouldn't even be able to articulate what's wrong. I just know that I'm upset and they need to fix it. Right. But marriage should not be a guessing game. This is about two people trying to do their best, communicating when they're not feeling their best so that the other person knows, okay, do I need to tread lightly here? Do I need to offer more support? Do I need to step up? Do I need to be more compassionate about what's going on? Like maybe just give you a little more grace. Right. We all have those moments and that's okay if you lose it. But Mm -hmm. if you're losing it all the time, that's a problem. Yeah, for sure. I, I, could go on for hours with you. I feel like and just deep dive into like every single one of these things, like break it down. Cause I'm sure there's a lot more, obviously we're just going over like a quick overview of it. But I mean, I think too, as moms, we feel like if someone is saying, you know, you've enabled it, you, you need to work on yourself. You almost do find that moms feel guilty in a way because now we're like, Oh man. Okay. So we're now I have to work on myself, but I've in a way enabled this person to almost it's almost like counterintuitive because you're like, oh man, now like I'm getting mad at them and it's not their fault. Now it's my fault. <laughs> like, do you find that when you're chatting with moms? Oh they- yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. And this is a natural first reaction, right? You're like, wait, no, it can't be right. Like right. I'm doing everything I can. And that's where the tools come into place, right? Like when you don't have the tools to know how to navigate this stuff more successfully and mm-hmm. have the important conversations, because I'm finding that a lot of the people are not having the right kind of conversation. Mm-hmm. So I actually have like a free masterclass called the number one conversation uh, married couples need to have, but aren't. So I find that a lot of the conversations that are happening between couples are more about like, Hey, can you like clean up after yourself or can you start doing this? And mm-hmm. it's not about that thing, right? That's a symptom 
but you're not actually addressing the real issue and they're treading around the real issue. And so um, I'll, I'll share the link with you if any of your listeners want to check that out, because it is so important, the kind of conversations that you're having so that you can reduce the number of arguments you're having and you can really get to the meat of the conversation rather than just like feeling like you're fighting fires all the time while yeah, other fires are starting over and over again. And you feel like there's never, you're just saying the same thing. And I personally, I hate having to like say something over and over again to my oh, husband. Yeah. I feel like I'm nagging him. And then, so that's why when you said that, I'm like, probably saying it the wrong way. <laughs> my approach is probably not the right way, which um, I think just being more aware, obviously for yeah. me, being more aware of how I'm approaching him and because we are very different personalities in certain sure. ways. So I understand where the sometimes where the disconnect is because he doesn't yes. hear what I think I'm saying or I'm not saying what right. I think he's saying. So yeah. and that's I'm excited for everyone to be able to check out that free resource because I think that's huge. And I know I don't want to get to when my kids leave the house and be like, I don't even know you. Or even when they're teenagers, I feel like because yeah. they start becoming more independent and you're like, okay, we have more time. The buffers are gone. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and so it's almost the holiday times. If anybody's listening to this right around now, it's almost the holiday time. So we've kind of chatted about the big things. So leading up into holidays, obviously there's more stress. Um, you're bringing extended family into the mix. We have had some listeners ask if they could ask a marriage coach anything about how to deal with things on the holidays. Just like, <laughs> I know it, it takes a little more time than like 15, 20 minutes to explain, but one of the questions was how to blend holiday traditions in the families. Yeah. And the other question was how to deal with extended family and in-laws with gatherings. Um, so the first one, blending the family holidays. So if you have my family, I was chatting with you and told you we didn't have a ton of family traditions that we did. It was probably like two, maybe one or two that we always did. Um, my husband, I feel like has way more. And so when we had kids, it was trying to incorporate those. Yep. But also I was chatting with you about how, you know, your extended family, like your mother-in-law or father-in-law might have something that they always did that now they want to start with your kids. Yep. So, and it might not be what you want to do or add yep. that extra pressure to kind of, you know, add all this stuff in. So I know it's it would take a little longer than we have, but what would be your advice on how to maintain the friendship of your marriage? Because obviously you can start really nitpicking at that yeah. point. Um, especially if it's, you know, your spouse's family or if he's picking on your family. Um, so what advice would you give if you're struggling with that? Yeah. So actually I have the same answer for both. All right. So what ends up happening is we come from our own lives, obviously, right? We've got our traditions, our cultures, and what isn't happening is that bigger conversation of what does life look like for us. Right. So it's not so much of a, here's my life. Here's your life. Like together, it's more of a creating of a new life together. Mm -hmm. So taking like, it's all you have blackboard or, or whiteboard of things that you grew up with. You're fond of, maybe you're not so fond of, and you're 
and then he has his and it's it's more of like okay well of the things that we do this is what i really would love to continue because this is what it means to me mm -hmm. so that there's some background information it's not like well this is just how it's been and this is how it's going to continue right. like this is not going to be a productive conversation if that's the approach you're each taking you can just share this is this is something that's really meaningful to me because this reminds me of this and I really want our kids to grow up with this because of X, Y, Z. Like it teaches these values or it, you know, whatever. And having that conversation to be able to decide together as mm -hmm. a team how you each see life playing out for your family. Mm -hmm. Not and understanding like the pressures of what's going to happen coming from each individual family. Okay. Mm -hmm. So a lot of it is actually being true to yourself and to your marriage and your family and what you see as a vision mm -hmm. for your family. Like how, how are holidays going to be like, how do we want to feel? I really mm -hmm. love to start with that. How do we want the holidays to feel in our family and just aligning to that, right? I'm sure that it's much easier to align to that than to get into the nitty gritty of the logistics and the how, right? So how do we want to feel as parents? How do we want to feel as a couple? How do we want to feel as a family? Mm -hmm. And just agreeing on that first. Okay, so now that we have that, how do we accomplish this with what's important to each of us? Mm -hmm. Maybe it could mean taking turns. Maybe it could mean creating a new tradition. Maybe it could mean doing something slightly on a different day, but still doing it. Maybe it could mean introducing books that teach them about this aspect, right? There's so many different ways that you can be creative about this and getting on the same page with your partner about mm -hmm. it so that you know, okay, this is our approach. Like I said, having this like important conversation right. so that when the extended family comes in, like I call them outside influences, right? Like that's what they are. Because when you create a new family, you mm. now have to protect that unit from yes. everything else. Is it great if they are in agreement? Yes. Mm. But a lot of times they're not because they have their own ideas of how yes. family life works, clearly, because mm. they imparted that onto you when you were growing up. Right. And so agreeing on, okay, this is how we're going to do it. How are we going to handle when, it's not even if, right? You already know it's going to happen, right. but when <laughs> family disagrees or family expresses interest in doing something, mm -hmm. having that proactiveness in your marriage is going to be so helpful because you're not going to be like cringing in the background while your partner is like, yeah, let's do that. <laughs> right? So instead you can agree like, okay. Um, well, I still really like this and you can like express, okay, well, um, can we cut it off at this point, right. whether it's what time you leave, what activity to not include, what to include, get down to that level of detail and, and figure out like how you're going to approach it and yes. come up with an exit plan. Right. And what I mean by exit plan is like, okay, how are we going to handle this? What are some canned responses that we can 
share with our family members who just want the best for us, right? Like right. you want, they have happy memories of doing something. They want our kids to have the same or whatever, but that doesn't mean that it's right for us, right? And so being really intentional about, okay, like, okay, when that happens, whether you have that conversation with them ahead of time or wait until they bring it up, have an agreement on how you're going to address it, mm-hmm. how you're going to respond. Like, hey, yeah, I really loved that growing up. And we have decided to do this because this feels right for our family. Mm-hmm. And they can choose whether they want to respect it or not. And then you can decide what, how you want to respond to their like willingness to respect your boundaries or not. But mm-hmm. you two literally have to create boundaries for your family unit mm-hmm. because it's not it's not a one big family thing. No. <laughs> They're not deciding how you live life, right? Mm-hmm. And I think it's really hard. I, I'm sure that oh, once yeah. I'm grand, like a grandparent, I'm going to have a tough time like grieving, yes. like not having so much influence over my child in their lives. But like, right. that's just how it is. Like everybody has this experience of, or not everybody, but a lot of people have this experience of like, oh my God, in-laws, <laughs> right? I yeah, and, and I'm like, okay. I hope that I I can be better than that when it's my turn. But honestly, they mean well. They just want the best for you, and you love that part. But you can still draw boundaries and keep it respectful. Um, and as long as you and your partner are on the same page with it, it's okay. Like it's okay to upset people by by just disagreeing on like how you want your family uh, tradition to be. It's okay. And I know that's really hard to hear sometimes, right? But that's their problem. Right. As long as you're communicating it respectfully, kindly, Mm -hmm. that is truly their problem. Like, do you find that like for myself, more, the more kids I had, the better I was able to communicate this. Like I honestly told my husband, it was like a couple of weeks ago. And I said, um, I, I am not responsible for other people's emotional responses to what right. I used to do. And I said, it's not it, like you had said, if you're coming from a place of kindness and respect and you communicate that, then their emotional response is not your problem. No. <laughs> and, I was like, and they get to, they get to react, right? Like they get to like process, like, okay, I'm clearly bothered, right? Whether they do the inner work or not, that's up to them, but they get to have that. And that doesn't get to, like, it doesn't have to be your problem. You can be compassionate about it. Like, I see that it's upsetting you. Like, like I, I love that you want to share this and continue this. And I totally uh, understand. And this is what we've decided is best for us. I hope that you can, um, come to understand and uh, respect that, you know, like, it's okay. Like we've all been disappointed before and we're not saying like, turn it off. Like, don't you dare have a reaction. That's not it at all, but we don't have to be responsible for their reaction and feel like, okay, never mind. Like, forget I said anything. We'll just do what you want. Okay. We'll just do whatever you want. And that's what I think is hard too, as parents and especially for moms, because we don't want to upset anybody. So I think, there's a, I've heard so many moms tell me around the holiday time, they have never been able to do what they want to do for, um, like gatherings and traditions because they always have to go to certain parties. They have to go yeah. to certain places. Like they feel like they have to go. Exactly. I was going to say, let's fix that. It's, they it feel like, like it. Yes. And I yes. said, and I remember asking, so there was like two or three friends that I had conversations with and 
I said, do you feel like you have to go? Because why? And they're like, because, you know, grandma's going to get really mad if we don't go or, you know, Aunt Debbie is like, she always does this. It's a family tradition. It's really hard for us because we have little children and we don't want to travel and all this stuff. And it was like, and I said, I think I'd had my son at that point when we were having this conversation. And I remember telling my friend, I said, but isn't your sanity and your family more important? And yes, again, you love them and you want to come like from a respectful, kind place. But if they're not understanding your perspective of it and maybe your mental sanity and that this is your family and you want to do your own traditions as well, you know, that's not right of them. And I've just heard so many moms say that, you know, we always have to do like this and this and this. I, I'm, I have, after three kids, like I said, I have become very, I think aware of like, I can't handle, my kids can't handle doing like this, this, and this. So yeah, it is a lot. I especially feel like on moms too, because you're feeling like you have to show up happy and joyful in these moments where maybe you're just really exhausted because you've been doing so much and you're like, I don't even really want to be here. But yeah, I don't, I think if you're coming from a place of kindness, like you said, it's not, um, you know, their emotional response is not your problem. And if you're feeling guilty about it, which I like, you're, you're human, you care about these people, Right. right? You don't want to be the reason why they're upset, but you're not actually the reason why they're upset. They're upset because they're going to, miss you and they're grieving right. the like knowing that their experience their perceived experience of what's going to happen isn't any like it's not going to happen anymore so that's what's upsetting them right? right so you can still get creative about celebrating with them in a different way whether it's mm-hmm. like sending them a care package with a bunch of like photo gifts like i feel like relatives love that kind of stuff or mm-hmm. like video chatting with them and including them some other way like you can still show them you care instead of just like, we're not coming to your party. You know, right. like, I feel like as parents of this age, we get it when people don't right. show up. We're like, okay, yeah, I, I wish you were coming and I'm going to really miss you guys, but like, I get it, right? Yes. But for the older generation, they did what they felt like they had to do. And I love that we are exiting that generation where we're like, we do things because we have to. And right. instead we're like, we do things because we want to. Like, <laughs> how much lighter does that feel for you? Because at the end of the day, you're the one living with yourself. And yes. then that version of you that you get to give to your family because you're coming from that place mm-hmm. is so much better. Like, you're going to be more present and connected with your kids, with right. your husband. And how have you been doing it all along? you haven't been connected and present with them. You're kind of like, get in the car. Okay, smile. Yeah. Like, you know, and it's terrible. And, and if you're being really honest with yourself, like, are you happy with the version of yourself that you're being lately? And if the answer is no, then mama, like hit pause and take the time to reflect. And I know you're like, I don't have time to reflect, but you do because like, well, yeah, you, you have to for sure for your own well-being. But when you don't, you're actually wasting a lot of time. Mm-hmm. And so when you reflect, you're saving time, actually. I know it takes time to like think about stuff, but when you actually reflect and you get true to who you are, what you need, what you want and the vision that you have for your family, and you start making decisions that support that vision that you and your husband have, life is going to feel so much better. And when we don't do that, 
we're fighting more, we feel more angry, more serious, more cranky, we have to repair a lot more because you're yelling at your kids or you're fighting with your husband. So either way, you're going to spend time. Would mm -hmm. you rather be proactive about it and actually feel good about the life that you're building or just feel like you're running on that hamster wheel and you're getting tired and you can't get off? Right. I choose the other side. <laughs> Exactly. Me too. I don't want to spend that time. And I've, I I feel like we could go on forever. I'm definitely going to have to have you back if you want to come back <laughs> on. Because I would love to. There's just so much. I think you could take so much time just on one subject. I feel like communication is the biggest one. I'm For myself, same when I was growing up, I think there wasn't that show of communication with couples. And I know just, I know some of it is a generational thing, but I think like you said, we're not taught how to communicate. We're not taught how to deal with our feelings first and then communicate, not in a place of feeling angry and coming at someone and then just exploding. And I, I know as moms, sometimes that is hard because you do feel tired and you're exhausted if you're, especially if you have little kids and you're like, Ah, but just being able to communicate, I feel like is huge with, I mean, my husband, our marriage alone is just, you don't want to feel angry. Like you said, you don't, you want to be friends. I'm like, I want to be friends with you. Like yes, you were before. I want to like you. I want to, like you. <laughs> like, yes. I want you to be a friend. So I am so excited that you're here and to be able to share this. Um, if people, listeners want to connect with you, how can you mention a free resource? Where can they connect with you? Yeah. So I have my own podcast. So go on there and, and, and um, tune into that. It's called the Marriage and Motherhood Podcast. I'd love to hear your thoughts on what episodes you connect with. Mm -hmm. um, and you can connect with me on Instagram. That's probably the easiest place. Okay. Um, and I'll uh, share that in the, uh, or you'll share that in the, description there. Um, it's Michelle Prita coaching. I also have a free Facebook group, which has the same name as my podcast and marriage and motherhood. I'd love to see you. I love to share a weekly live training each week there, um, where I share something that I think will help you your marriage forward to help you build the skills and the that maybe you didn't grow up with. And now it's like really showing its ugly head in your marriage. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, either way, I would love to connect with you. Let me know how you, um, where you're finding me. Like, hey, I heard your show with Aaron and I wanted to connect with you. Like, say hi. I would love to get to know you better, see how I can support you. And yeah. I am so thankful for coaches like you that just come along and help you know, in marriage and motherhood where it's hard some days and you just feel like you don't, like you said, have those tools to yeah. be able to get back to that place of just feeling like you're light and you have joy. And that's what it's all about is finding that joy in motherhood, which is yeah. sometimes hard, but just very thankful that you could come on and share that and go check out her podcast, go check her out on Instagram, um, connect with Michelle because she has so much wisdom to share. And I know I'll be obviously... <laughs> tuning in. I, I love listening to your podcast. It has oh, given me so much value as I'm listening to it. I'm like, Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> I need to work on that. Um, but I just want to say thank you to all the listeners and remember to like share and subscribe to these episodes if you're loving it. And always remember you are loved, you have a purpose, and there's a reason why you're here.